Welcome to The Lost Previews, where we'll check out the preview chapters of The Lost Metal, the fourth Mistborn Era 2 novel. I am Danielle with 17 Shard, also known as Fell Candy, and with me is Marvin. Hi, Marvin. Hi, I'm Paleo. Hi. <laughs> the fourth and final book of Mistborn Era 2, also called the Wax and Wayne series, is coming out this November. Today, we're going to be discussing the prologue of The Lost Metal, which is available on Arcanum as a recording and in the Brandon Sanderson newsletter. So um, just keep in mind, this series obviously will have major Mistborn spoilers and potential overarching Cosmere spoilers as well. So without further ado, The Lost Metal prologue. Yeah. And in, in case anybody cares about Cosmere spoilers, I don't think there will be any in this episode <laughs> because- Probably not. <laughs> There isn't two, it's not like the Rhythm of War prologue was, so uh, it's a little milder. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, the prologue is from Wayne's point of view. And he we basically start with him sitting at home, playing with some cards. And we later learn that those cards have been stolen by him from, oh, well, he says he found them, but we know they are stolen. And <laughs> he's waiting for his mother to come home, who's working in the mines. And while he works there, he does her old job of doing the laundry for people. And he also tries on people's clothes there because he wants to know how the people feel. Um, some foreshadowing, I guess, for how he'll turn <laughs> out later. And then when his mother does arrive, uh, she, of course, admonishes him for stealing those cards because uh, she wants to bring up a proper good boy. And Wayne <laughs> is not that necessarily. <laughs> And they talk a little bit about his uh, terrorist heritage because his father was te a terrorist man. And um, like he talks about how he's very un-terrorist and that terrorists usually, us or terrorist men, are usually supposed to do what they're told to. And Wayne is not like that at all. And at all. so, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and then his mother asks him if uh, he wants to um, hear a story where he has first says, no, I'm too old for stories. But then he, he does want to hear the story. And it's about blatant balm, the unwashed bandit. And yeah, it's it's more or less an Elements of Check story, actually, in that uh, it's like uh, Elements of Check is after blatant balm. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, a, you know, a usual Elements of Check story that it's a little, in that it's a little uh, exaggerated in many places. But Wayne, while his mother tells him the story, also constantly keeps interjecting with like really gruesome details that and really in the story, but he adds them, so his mother is fine with that. And yeah, after the story, because Wayne sort of says, "Oh, is is the story like a, a metaphor for the for the mine that he's working in?" Because at the end, there's like blatant bomb turns out to be a giant monster that swallows uh, elements of hole. And so um, Wayne also asks about how whether he can be a good person, and his mother reassures him that everyone can be a good person if they yeah want to. And then at the end, we, we learn that eventually, um, because b previously his father and his uncle died in the mine, and then we learn that uh, some time later, um, the mine collapsed again and his mother died as well and didn't come home that night. Yeah. So ending on a bit of a bummer. But yeah. Yeah. Kind of a tragic little story, backstory for him. Yeah. I mean, we knew that he grew up in kind of bad situation but um just giving us a little bit of background about who he was as a kid and how he was raised mm -hmm. yeah and i mean he was a 
pretty nice kid after judging by this prologue. Like, yeah. he wasn't like, uh, like Duck or whatever the other kid is called that uh, is like younger than him, but is much more. <laughs> the nine year old. Uh, yeah, the nine year old. <laughs> who has a bad influence on him. I think Wayne is, is uh, like, he lets himself be influenced by him, but he's, he's better than that even then. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It was really cute to see. Um, his personality as a kid because it fits so much better for a little kid um (laughs) you know his like he steals and he comes up with justification for it and he um makes all these colorful jokes and things but you know you can see how his mom was um, trying to raise him up to be good even though he was kind of rambunctious Mm -hmm. yeah i think it almost is like it all sort of sort of, sort of ser- serves as an explanation for why he is like he is when he's an adult because mm-hmm. maybe uh, I could see it like his mother died and he wanted to keep some of this like childhood memories in a way and so he d- he never really grew up because he then got into like uh, um, uh, worse stuff uh, and became more of a criminal so um, you know, he never quite learned how to become the good person and so he now wakes and the others have to help him find that out it's sort of how you can read it but yeah i I love how we all see all his mannerisms um how they have evolved so early in his childhood like how he puts (laughs) on the other people's clothes to figure out how they feel that's that's essentially wayne yeah yeah Um, that's him at his core (laughs) yeah it was also kind of interesting i I was thinking the whole time as I was I was reading and listening to it as um, Brandon Setterson was reading it, and I was thinking, why did he choose this story as the prologue? Like, mm-hmm. why did he start it with? Because he did mention that um, he likes to start this series with a flashback, and it's you know been lessy and um, wax. But yeah. why did he why did he start it with Wayne's background and what is in this prologue that's foreshadowing for later mm-hmm. on in the book yeah it's huh, true like I, it's I, making I, me I wonder if that, like yeah. the mine might have something to do with it or maybe um it's because he mentioned like why does everything in stories always happen in threes and stuff? <laughs> so it's making me wonder like maybe that's like a little nod mm-hmm. to what's gonna happen in the story it's setting yeah. the tone for it I think it's definitely also just Brandon poking a little fun at overall like <laughs> storytelling, but I, I could see the maybe they come back to his town even mm. like because we know they are bound for the roughs and or like the border mm-hmm. cities. So maybe he grew up around there and um, it brings back some memories for him. I could see that mm. happening. Yeah, I do think that Brandon just in general wants to give him more of a. Wayne has gotten some development in the last few books, but he's pretty much not as much as uh, as, uh, Wax or Steris or Marasi. He's Mm -hmm. always been this sort of like funny sidekick so far only. And it was comedic relief. (laughs) Yeah. There were hints at some depth there, but we haven't really explored that yet. And I feel like um, we are going to see that uh, explored more in Lost Metal because that's the last book where we can't explore it. So. True. Mm-hmm. Unless, Unless he becomes, he becomes a world, a world hopper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, may- maybe uh, he and Marasi open up like a detective agency in in uh, Shadesma, and so you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Although he- it could also be like this is a big a big bang for the end of his story, you know, and so we 
yeah. wanted to start it off with um, a story that kind of puts him in a more human aspect and then something happens, mm-hmm. which would be very sad. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think because Wayne is a very, let's say, controversial character in the fandom because uh, the way he treats women or acts around women isn't, um, like, uh, has problems. Uh, let's mm-hmm. say that because how he treats Renette or um, the girl where uh, whose father I think he killed or like yeah I think the father yeah. is it's not very healthy that relationship and I almost wonder how Brenton will so whether he gets redeemed almost in mm-hmm. some form in Lost Metal or uh, just showing how that develops this is what I'm interested in yeah definitely i mean we we see that he had a good relationship with his mother and then she just doesn't come home from the mine so he's definitely going to be traumatized from that already being traumatized by his father dying in the Mm -hmm. mines and then his abusive was it uncle yeah yeah who built the table and he got (laughs) smashed into bitty bits Mm -hmm. (laughs) by billion rocks (laughs) so yeah. I think in general, like the prologue just puts his later behavior in some context that was sorely needed. So, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because how, I mean, I guess it also takes something for him to have already grown up to be so gruesome in how he th- uh, thinks of stuff mm. that he like mm-hmm. is really into that in the gore and things like that. But yeah, it's also just shows how, um, later on he isn't that different as we already said. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't really have anything else to say about the prologue, to be honest. Yeah, me either. It's it's like I said, it's uh, not at all like Rhythm of War, where we right. talked about the prologue alone for ninety minutes, I think, or at least an hour. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a nice little story, I think. And uh, yeah, all right. Well, that was just a small discussion about a very short chapter in this book, (laughs) the prologue. Um, We would love for you to come and discuss the prologue and then the further chapters on 17thshard.com. Join us on our Patreon, our Discord, our forums, and uh, any other social media you see us on for all of your Brandon Sanderson content discussion. Bye! (laughs) Bye!